Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, we're here as ever to talk about all things Middlesex County Cricket League related. And um, there's been plenty going on. The weather's been good, so there's been lots of cricket. There's been one or two interesting incidents on and around and off the field. And um, me and Sal, Ali from North London, are going to talk through as much of this as we can in 45 minutes or so. So, Sal, how are you? Are you good? I'm very well done. Just thinking today, we've had the British summer highlighted in the space of two days. Glorious sunshine yesterday and today, complete and utter downpour of rain. Sort of so, a non-critic yeah, day, wasn't you. it, really? It is. So I'm quite happy to get... I mean, yesterday was a glorious yep. day. Stunning. So it's good that today was probably... Left right way around for the weekend. Yeah, Sorry to all the sides who were playing in cup cricket, but I'd much rather have a good Saturday than a good Sunday. So, yeah. And where were you standing yesterday? Were you uh, anywhere nice? I did our twos against House at Mirrors, another good game. Yeah, played in, in a good sort of good spirit and two sides who, you know, um made made it a good game itself. We we won by I think a couple of margin in the end, close to two hundred and fifty and I mean they looked good at one point, they had a really good start, young opening bat looked pretty decent, kid called Angus Prevost, I think his name, he looks like a little cricketer. Um we, and they've got decent overseas this year who's um, played first class cricket in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um but one of our sort of senior guys got him out quite early, so that was almost like game done so yeah we had, we had, a, we had a good win so it's nice to get um, the first one on the board so the boys can look forward to um, building that for the rest of the season Excellent and, and, and probably the pivotal question was there much watching of Eurovision late into the night at the North London Pavilion or were you guys uh, over and above that over and above that Well our, our, our groundsman stroke barman stroke sort of manager of the club is not a big fan of it so um, we have a timer on our TV when it's left on for a period of time and it starts wow. going off so when it went off he had the control, I think. So we kind of got to maybe the last act, and after that, he wasn't having any more of it. It was like, no, no more revision. So 
said to talk to each other instead, which wasn't too well, bad. Well, that's got some plus points. Yeah, I, hear. I think there might have been a, um, something like of a revolution if anyone had suggested uh, that that at, at the green, you know, turning it off just as just as it got to that point. But um, um, but I understand his logic. You know, talking to people is often much underrated. Um, good, good, good. So we've had plenty of action in the Prem, as one might expect. Lots going on. Uh, what do you make of it? I mean, it took week two um, and some, again, some good results. Lots of cricket being played and some runs being scored. We'll start with our leaders at the moment. I mean, joint leaders, actually. So we'll go with Tennyson first. I mean, last week, last week they proved they can bowl sides out cheaply and, and you know post a big score. Yesterday was an example of can they chase a reasonable size score? And they did it comfortably. Playing against the Bush, Bush both two, three, nine. Um, player we mentioned last week and mentioned in our pre-season chat, Finn Trenouf, who comes with a massive sort of expectations and uh, reputation. He's definitely been up to that. Scored ninety-nine um, for the Bush, but Tennington, you know, this week they showed, you know, the, bat, the bowling was strong last week, the batting was strong, and the batting was strong again yesterday. Chased it down with like under four overs or five overs to go. Harry Evans, a previous overseas player, scored eighty-one. And then, um, you know, again, in the order, you've got guys like Junjun Wala coming here in 40-odd in no time. Um, so, yeah, so they've, they've set down an early marker to the rest of the league in terms of two convincing wins so far. But Stanmore, I mean, mm. it's possibly a surprise package so far. But, you know, we know in the past, the pedigree of their players and their club and, you know, being national finalists. So, you know, they're, they're no strangers to, to compete at the highest level. Um, they had a very good win against Hampstead. So... Um, they'll be delighted with that. Um, the, I mean, having Stephen Ryan go back one is a plus, but also I think he's massively improved from, I would say, two, three years. You know, he's played for Glamorgan, so he's, he's had the opportunity to be coached by, you know, real top quality coaches amongst good players. Um, and he's come back looking like, you know, he could be the player of the season in the way he's so going. So two games in, are we sort of thinking this, this is a, a, a really promising start from Stanmore or, or and we should keep an eye on these guys they could be dark horses for the title or or would that be running before we were really walking I mean yes and no to both I suppose I mean they've got they've got experience within the side you know as I mentioned Ryan Gold they've got his brother Grant as captain now and obviously dad's still going strong Mark um, Trish Cario who's captain in the past is you know he, he scored 40 yesterday so you know, he's probably relieved of the captaincy now, playing maybe a bit more freedom. Um, there's Kush Patel. There's there's a lot of good players on that side, and the overseas seems pretty promising as well. They also have some good young players they can throw into the side. So, you know, they've had a good start. And, you know, they... they, they, they Hampstead struggled at bat, contrary to last week where they scored loads. Molly um, Grayson was their sort of mainstay, scoring 65, and there was 191 all out. And as I mentioned, Ryan Gold with 80 odd not out, and Trish Carrier coming in as well. Scored forty three not out, got them to um to the ten mm. points. So yeah, I mean look, you know, it's early days, Dan we keep mentions, don't we? But two weeks out of two is a good start. It could be a better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean look, you know, I mean when you get promoted, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but the goal is to try and stay up, isn't it? You know? Um and I'm sure now they're looking to sort of kick on. I mean, and they also have had two tough games. I mean they're no tough game, easy game I suppose, but you know, you go away to Ealing and beat Ealing and then you beat a boy in Hampstead who chased down over 300 last week and you come away with two wins out of those two games, you've got to be delighted mm. with that. So, yeah, why don't you grant Ryan Gold on the side and Troy's brother was a um, well looked after by Stephanie last night when she came to cooking a nice meal. Yeah, well, I think Grant might might have been in a bit of pain. I, I did hear that he he um, 
he, he dislocated his shoulder, I think, during the game. And I know there was a bit of a delay oh, okay. uh, in the game. I don't know if that meant that he was actually all right afterwards or if he had to go to hospital. I, I didn't quite get to the the, the end of that one. But, um, you know, it, it sounded like a bit of a painful um, a, a painful sort of incident. So I hope um, Grant's OK and, and is able to, you know, re, to, to take the field next week in, in full working order. Um, did you hear anything about that? Or, or... Yeah. No, I didn't know. But, you know, I mean, that's that kind of injury where you get people who always pop their shoulder, not always, but have a habit of popping it and popping it back in again. So maybe, so, I don't know, I'm just I'm surmising it could be a recurrence or an old injury he's had before yeah. um, where it just sort of pops in and pops out. But, I mean, you know, I mean, he's captain this year um, and I'm sure he's really keen to, to keep playing. So hopefully for, for Stan, actually for everyone in cricket, he's... He's fine, and he gets to carry on playing captain inside. Yeah. Well, another game was delayed, but so we, we wish him well, and fingers crossed that um, uh, that he's one not in too much pain, and two that he, he's back on the field in week three, uh, leading leading the side. Um, elsewhere, Richmond. Well, they, they got off to a reasonable start in their game, didn't they? I mean, they're, they're not short of runs are they, at the moment. So last week they posted three hundred plus, and again against Crouchen. I mean, we, they know it's going to be sort of trial by spin. Um, over forty of the overs at Stamp Crouchen involving spinners. Yeah. But Richmond was an issue for Richmond. They scored 300. Um, and um, the guy at the top of things, I think he's signed from Finchley. I'm, I'm going to struggle saying his name. So if he does listen to this, I apologise. Um, Julius Sumerior. I think I was Sumer- saying. Yeah. Sumerawa. Yeah, I think, he's from, I think he's from Jersey. He is. That's correct. But yes, yeah, he's in the Jersey connection. Yeah. Okay. So um, he was instrumental. I mean, 100 off 50 balls is, is some going, isn't it, really? Um, and then... Adam London chipped in late down yours. So he's not a bad player to come in, is he? Adam London. Yeah, he's right. And he's back back this year. He's, he had a year off last season. He's back. He's energised. He's looking forward to playing again. He's, he's coming in some good form as well. So he scored 66. Um, as I mentioned, the, the mainstay of Crouching's bowling was from their spin. Um, they got a guy called Varun Patel who played last year. He he tried the rate 82. But the damage was done early on by another jersey connection, the bowler called Will Robertson. Yeah. Um, Will, Will Phillips was telling me about him today that he's um, he's a he's a teacher. He come over um, maybe a year or so ago, and he just bowls a really sort of good areas. And he, his three wickets early on was um, key to putting Cratchit in the back four. I know they have got some guys who can sort of stick in the middle and get things going again, but he was a uh, damage was done, and it was all all over. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so the Jersey connection is working yeah. well for Richmond at the moment. I mean, I, so. Chris Goldie was yeah, in touch about um, uh, about Samarawa's um, prowess because I sort of asked him who he was and he mentioned you know batting low down last year for Finchley and he, to be honest he would have batted quite low down on Saturday for Finchley but um, Greg King uh, was unwell so he was sort of promoted yeah. from from eight to one and um, well yeah there we are hundred off fifty balls <laughs> well, um, pretty impressive yeah. stuff yeah so yeah he he, he he's something that's a bit of a bonus really, I suppose, isn't it, for them, coming in and doing that yep. for them. So, gives Will the captain a bit of a headache in terms of who opens next week. I'm sure Julius has now played something into that role. Well, yeah, it'd be quite tough to drop somebody who's done that, wouldn't it? Or to, to put them back to number eight. You know, you'd think they probably deserve another go. Even if, And if it goes wrong, probably at the end of the world. You know, you just uh, yeah. send in the, one of the openers at three. Exactly. You do. Um, and the... Then another close game was Ealing and Northwood. Yeah, interesting so, one, that one. Northwood at Ealing and... Ceiling at Northwood Sex, I should say. Nine nine run win for Ealing, so first one on the board of Christian Martin and his team. Um, I mean, posted 211, looked like the game was done when they had Northwood 112 for seven, but um, Hassan Khan, ex Ealing, you know, has been around for a while in the league and absolutely amazing bloke. 
Um, he hit 63, and it looked like at 196 for seven that it could be well in range, but then three wickets fell, and Ollie Wilkin took the final wicket and ended Northmuir's chance to make it two out two. So Eden have got their first 10 points on the board. And, um, Proper game, but looks of it, that one, wasn't it? Nip and tuck all the way through. We, we were certainly following it on the yeah. green. And, um, yeah, I think Ealing will be... I'd be, be pretty pleased with that, having um, not picked up too many points in week one. Definitely. Um, I also mentioned um, Dave Sullivan, who I mentioned last week, um, batted down the order for Northland to hit 44. So him and him and Hassan were the two who kind of looked like they might get a side over the line and um, picking up a crucial win. But um, as we know, I mean, I know, and Ealing were at the end of a sort of last, a close game last week. So, you know, they'll be happy to be victors this time rather than the losers. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this year as well that there will be, or for, for me at least, it's got to feel that there's quite a lot of teams that could beat quite a lot of the other teams. My, my big caveat is Teddington. I, I think that mm. you know either Teddington, you know, just just going to sort of run away with it, and, um, and and they'll be you know two or three steps ahead of everybody else, or it's got the potential to be a pretty even league, um, and it could go one way or the other quite drastically there. I agree. Um, I mean, you know, as we keep saying, it's the key to availability, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. know, um, Tennyson have got a strong squad on paper and they've shown it so far. If they can keep everyone available, I mean, they're going to get weeks. They've got one or two players out maybe, but they can keep the core side going for the rest of the season, then they're going to be really, really hard to mm. beat. Absolutely. And last game uh, on the green? I mean, yeah, with your guys. So, you know, again, we're talking about getting your first win. So I'm sure Carlos and the guys are... Delighted to pick up the first victory, low-scoring game. Bowled out Hornsey 111. Um, looks like the guys up top did the damage. Rashid and Rashid Mulazada and Ben Ellis yep. took, um, I think, six, three, three or four weeks between them. Or maybe more than that, six or seven, actually. And Hornsey at 69 for eight at one point. So, did well to get to where they got to in the end. Um, they did take sort of a couple of wickets in bits and spurts in, the, in, in your response. But, you know, for 111 is not going to be enough, really, I suppose, is it, when you've got... The likes of some batting that you've got. So, yeah, so first first win for Twickenham on the green. Yeah, quite quite obviously relieved is probably the right word. And um, we, we did try and throw it away, obviously. Uh, we we, did, we lost yeah. five wickets in the middle reasonably quickly. But, um, but, yeah, I think the ball was definitely dominating the bat. Um, I think there were one or two shots on both sides, actually, that were probably not particularly edifying. Um, and I, I think that... Hornsey in particular looked to me like a bowling side. Their bowlers, you know, that we know from Division 1 last year, their bowlers have got a bit of pedigree. And I think our bowling's all right. Um, but I think both sides will hope that they can be just a bit more consistent with, with, with the bat. And I certainly feel that if Hornsey are going to stay up, then they're going to have to find, have to find a few more runs. And um, they'll know that. Uh, and certainly I was talking to Chet and Patel about this yesterday, and he was well aware of it. And um, a lot of the sides who, who potentially might be down the bottom there will know that they'll need somebody to score 500 runs. I'm not quite sure Hornsey have got it, but you know they may well go and prove me wrong now I've said that. Um, the other thing was, I think um, I think the track at, at, at Twickenham th- through the season is going to be a competitive wicket track, you know, a competitive game track. I don't think you're going to get too. I mean, the outfield is going to be lightning fast, but I don't think you're going to get too many scores uh, that are in the stratosphere. It's it's going to be a, a game where where batsmen have to battle for their runs, and and that that did come through yesterday as well. So um, so yeah, you're going to have to knuckle down and um, and take take you know make sure you hit the bad balls when they come, and if you do that, then. That then you'll be fine, but yeah, we, we were pleased, and um, and I think it's it, it's going to be interesting next week. So we go to Ealing, or we play Ealing, so um, that that'll be an intriguing one. Both sides played one, uh, played two, won one, lost one, um, and I think both will look at it as an opportunity to to stake out a place in the top half. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we'll mention one of the players who played for Hornsey's too while we were talking about Hornsey's too. Yeah. Um, a young lady by the name called Saskia Hawley who's um, come over to, to play some cricket over here and she's had a good start actually. I know she's playing against your threes, isn't she, Dan? Yeah. And now she's playing against the twos yesterday and performed really, really well. And she's um, Australian and has played, is it Sydney Thunder? She's played Sydney Thunder, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, who knows? Could she make the first team? Well, it's it's well. We, we, we've seen yeah. more of her than most because she played for, say, Hornsey Threes against our fours and, 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 and played very well. She got three for 20-odd for the twos um, uh, off nine. Uh, on on Saturday, and you know, I think there's a strong case for for, for at least thinking about her somewhere near the the, the first team. And um, you know, our, our guy said she, you know, she's a handful, um, difficult to play against, and the, and the stats uh, would back that up. She was the you know most uh, most efficient bowler with uh, in terms of run rate, and also took three wickets. So Saskia Hawley, I keep an eye out for her. She's um, you know she's clearly a decent player. There was one other thing I want to mention about the game on the green. Um, so just because I think. Um, you know, I talked about Carlos Nunes a lot, but um, it's, it's not just that he's a decent cricketer, but he's a he's a decent bloke. Because we had an incident with a dislocated shoulder, just just like um, at Stanmore, and it was a spectator who, who sort of very nobly went to get the ball, but when he went for four, and, and he he slipped and he, he fell on the railings that, that go around the green, and um, it was a pretty nasty fall, and everybody saw it. And um, he fell right on his shoulder, and um, we weren't totally sure if he dislocated it or or if he, he'd done something worse, probably broken his collarbone. Um, but the guy was, you know, sort of lying down in, not, in a bit of pain and, and, and really struggling. And it was getting towards the end of the game. And so, so thankfully, Arthur George's partner, Arthur George from Hornsey, was there. She's, she was a medical practitioner. She came over and, and made sure that we did, did the basics right. But then you're waiting for an ambulance and ambulance is like, yeah. you know, it won't come in. And it was it was pretty disappointing, actually. It was clearly going to take a number of hours for the ambulance to get there. So the game finishes and, and Carlos just comes over and says, right, I'm taking him now. And, and, and gets the guy into his, his car and goes straight off to West Mid Hospital. And he, he didn't have to do that. And I just thought it was a, a pretty decent thing for a captain of a cricket team to do straight after the game had finished, within about 10 minutes. You know, he shook hands, gone over to see how this, the, the, the injured chap was and, and, and took him off to the West Mid. So respect you for doing that. I thought that was a, that was a pretty good effort. Oh, Carlos is a top bloke, mate. One of one of the league legends. I keep mentioning in my reports and when I speak about him, and, and generally, lovely guy off the pitch as well. So there's no surprise at all he did that. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty impressed with that. I have to say, it was it was a good do. Um, moving on then. So enough about the prem. We will we will come back to all of these uh, ideas and theories in in weeks to come. In terms of Division One, um, do you want to talk us through that, or shall I go? You can go. You can go. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I tend to follow Division One for for the county league. Uh, with my write-up, so it does make sense. Um, number of things catch the eye immediately. Uh, Bronsbury, two from two, said last week that they were one of the relegated sides to uh, that, that we expected to do to do well. We expect Finchley to do well, but of course, Bronsbury were playing Finchley, so one of them had to lose. Um, and uh, James Overy bounced back from his, his, his duck the week before with an impressive 67. Uh, Will Leggett, um, 72 in there as well. And I think generally Bronsbury had a pretty good performance. I know that uh, um, Finchley were a little, that um, they felt they didn't quite, you know, turn up. They didn't quite do all that they can do um, to, you know, to, 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 you know, to put Bronsbury under pressure. When it was a close game, Bronsbury only won by 15 so runs. But um, ultimately, uh, I think Finchley were a little disappointed that they they didn't do didn't do a bit more. But um, Bronsbury two from two. For me, looking like um, the, the side that may, may be there to beat. And I say that because a couple of the other potential big hitters, um, you know, they, they, they slipped up. First of all, we've got Acton, um, a side that we, we've talked about a number of times already. Good all-round unit. 
no real superstars, but plenty of good cricketers, and they were they were pretty well beaten at Wembley. It was two three one versus one hundred and eighty six, and and certainly um, Sherigam in from Wembley, uh, he he was pretty pleased. He said that their boys did did, did you know did, did all of the different aspects of the game well, and uh, and they're of course two from two now. Um, the other side, who I think many of us would tip him, Harrison Marys, uh, they got beaten by North London. So um, I guess your guys were pretty pleased with that, were they? I'm delighted, Dan. I mean, mm. up, building up to the game, it didn't look great for us because um, Will Jones was not fit enough to play. Um, Will Lake, one of our openers, was away this weekend. He scored a lot of runs last year, so he's you know instrumental in, in our batting. And then another one of our players, Matt Riley, who I've mentioned previously, very exciting young cricketer, um, fell down the stairs at home. So oh three of your sort of yeah, no, you're right. But hopefully, <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's cool. Um, so yeah, three sort of three three key players not available. Going to play against the side with an ex-pro playing and um, you know being tipped up to win to win the title, he's get promotion. Um, and we just as something I mentioned earlier on, we have now got a bit sort of like you know resilience and resistance within the side. So we've been we've had a really slow start. I think we was like maybe fifty off. 20 overs potentially. Right. Um, so we sort of kicked on, and Jaheed, Jaheed Ali is, is, is a top player. He's got I was going to ask you about Jaheed Ali because he, he scored 70 at the weekend, didn't he? And that's, that's clearly a significant contribution. And uh, we haven't said much about him so far, but he, he looks like he might be a decent asset this season, right? Oh, he's a very good cricketer, mate. Um, he's playing with a really bruised thumb at the moment as well, so he's not fully fit. Um, just because of shortened bodies, he's, he's turned out. Um, but he's got a great sort of um, his pedigree is fantastic. He's got. Um, 100 against England a few years back playing for Pakistan eh? and that Decent. Um, attack had, had Mark Wood bowling against him and the current brothers so it's not bad is it really mm. um, and some other guy at the end of it other end who batted him a guy called um, Babrazan I think was batting with him at the same uh, time so yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah so yeah so he's come with lots of um, you know good history and good experience so he's key for us but yeah I mean I mean it looked like Harrison Reyes might have won the game at one point because I think they needed 18 off the last three seven down Um but again, um, the boys sort of stepped up and, and got us over the line. So delighted, really, really good win against you know a very good side. So we have our first one on the board, and we hopefully use that as a springboard to sort of kick on now. Absolutely, and you got um, Osterley next week, which could be interesting. Right, Osterley conceded three hundred against Enfield. Um, uh, um, Tony Sayers, in his usual shy, quiet, retiring way, was, was battering the ball to Kingdom Come. Um, you know, yeah. big hundred there in at a strike rate of about 200, which which is always you know entertaining to watch. Um, and Osterley got nowhere near it really, 213 for nine. And, and they've got an interesting new acquisition as well. Who I guess you'll be coming up against. Yeah, as I mentioned last week, Dan Keswick Williams. I mean, just quickly on the Enfield. I mean, I was someone told me yesterday they've scored 300. I was thinking, okay, how many players make of that? Because he is generally the catalyst for any sort of big score that for Enfield score. And um, you know, he's on this day, he's just so destructive, isn't he? But yeah, come back to your point. Um, yeah, Keswick Williams played the first game, not his, um, the best day he's ever had. I think it took one for 50 maybe off his, yep. off his overs. So um, we're hoping that sort of climatisation to the league continues next week as well when, when they play us. Yeah. Well, I want to keep an eye on. I mean, and, and we mentioned last week, Carlos Brathwaite started pretty badly for Nolan Dorridge and he, um, you know, first ball duck and, and, and the car getting nicked. But um, but I think he, he managed to score big runs yesterday for K&D. So, um, so, you know, it may take time to acclimatise, but I'm sure that people of his quality will make their impact in in due course. And he's going to have to because Austin already minus five points. Um, I don't know the yeah. details, but uh, it, it looks very much like a, a registration issue. Is that is that what we're hearing? Yeah. Yeah, that's the case. I mean, it's potentially quite a big game really next week because, you know, we, we beat them and we've got a 25-point lead already over them. Yeah. Um, 
So it's the kind of thing where you want, want to maybe look to, you know, as I said, get get the win and you're in a good position in yeah. terms of at least that's one potential relegation spot, maybe, you know, I wouldn't say um, allocated already, but, you know, a side in threat. He's not wrong. 26 points after three. That's already yeah. a significant margin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If, if it goes down that route. Um, the last game, another game with plenty of runs. Uh, Barnes were all out for a flat 300 um, against Winchmore Hill. Um, and it seems like Winchmore are leaking a few runs there, which which I think they'll they'll probably want to stop. Uh, and Winchmore were two fifty one all out. And I know that uh, Barnes were, were were reasonably pleased. Think things seemed to to, to click pretty well, um, and to you know that they felt that they're you know they're making their way in this league too. It was their first win after promotion last year, and their skipper Alex Scott was gen- generally pretty happy with their all round performance. But he did also say that he felt that things not quite working for Winchmore Hill yet. But when they do that they're going to be a decent side. So, you know, it may be that, that Barnes met them at the right time and um, uh, and that others may find Winchmore Hill a, a rather tougher nut to crack. But we um, we shall see. We, we shall see what that brings. Um, Division 2, Sal, what, what caught your eye there? I mean, the game that caught my eye was the, 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 the game between the two promoter sides from last season. Oh, Harrowtown yeah. playing yeah. Brainy trail finals. And Harrowtown have yet, again, um, demonstrated their ability to score big runs and... You know how attacking their players are. Posting three hundred and ten for six. Rafas Hamid scoring seventy nine. Sanjay Sanjay Mishra ninety two. And then trial finals again chasing such a big score. You know found it a bit of a bit of mountain. You know big big bit of a big mountain to climb and ended up in two to six all that. So they've not had the start they wanted. Well, but say, like, it, it looks a bit like trail finals bowling is is going to be is going to struggle yeah. because they've had a couple yeah. of huge scores against them, haven't they? Yeah, I mean last week was it three thirty maybe. Yeah, yeah it's more than three so it's over six hundred runs succeed in two weeks is not is not good, is it? So like you mentioned, something must be done you know, quite quickly, I imagine, in the bowling department. Yep. Yep. And I see your neighbours Highgate um, beat South Hampstead, the the old warhorse Jake Charland in the runs again. I mean Jake's had a set of, set of starters he so far. He's yeah. got runs last week, he's got runs this week, he got runs against us actually. We played in a friendly as well, so he's in good form. Um so I'm hoping he stays fit for Highgate, scored fifty eight. Uh in their two one seven for nine against South Hampstead and Dishan Patel hit eighty eight, but Hampstead ended up on one nine one for nine. So um, two for two from Highgate. Another size two for two Southgate. Um, mm. We will know. I think the, the Titans are going through a sort of sticky period of time amongst in, within their club in terms of you know players maybe coming into the club, and they found it quite hard going so far. And they're all out for uh, seventy three. Um, Darrow Edwards at five for fourteen, and then Southgate was comfortable in as with um, Tom Ansell scoring forty five not out. So another side of maximum points so far is Southgate. Yeah, yeah, I do feel for the Titans a bit. Um, I, you know, yeah. all of their sides got. I think I'm right in saying at least three of their sides certainly got very heavy, uh, um, you know, thrashings. Quite frankly, and it may well be all four. I can't quite remember the fourth one's result, but um, but yeah, um, it looks like a club that's, that's struggling to struggling to get sides out really. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I know they sort of change your name, so it's some kind of rebranding. So maybe that process might take a couple of years to bed in, and new players will come eventually, and they'll sort of get back to sort of you know higher heights than they are at the moment. But yeah, um, you know, they're nice people. Isn't, you know, they're always very hospitable when you go and play their place. Yeah. So um, hoping that they do sort of you know their fortunes turn within the next sort of few weeks. And it really does happen. I'd have thought many of the listeners to this podcast will talk about a given year in their club's history where it was just just a horrible year. We certainly had one at Twickenham where I think four of our five teams went down. And, um, and you know, it just happens like that sometimes, right? Yeah, 
Definitely. I think the key behind it is having people behind the scenes who are ready to make that push and trying to get things going again. So if they've got the individuals there, then I'm sure, you know, the good days will come back. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed for them. Um, Brentham also, they've started quite positively, haven't they? Yeah, really good. I mean, again, another win for them. I mean, big score against East Coast. I mean, two nine eight for nine. Preach Patel, 102. And Nipunj Prajpati, 78. Um, I mean, East Coast had a good start. one five eight for the first wicket. So, you know, the yeah. chase was on. Um Charlie Hobday, 87, and Harpal Sagu, 59. But um, five wickets were side. Usman McBall um, ended East Coast's hopes, and there was um, 234 all out. So, yeah, Brentford looking really good. And then East Coast, again, like we mentioned regarding the trail final, they've, con- they've conceded quite a few runs in the first two games they've played so far. So, maybe the bowling department is something they're looking at in terms of addressing for the next few weeks. Yep, something to, something to perhaps work on, yeah. And, and it's worth noting, actually, that in that division, there's five teams that won, have won two games. So, and obviously, mm. that's not going to, you know, at some point, they're going to play each other. Uh, um, but but yeah, already, exactly. you've got five teams on 20 and then five teams on basically nothing. So, there's already some gaps opening up. Yeah, I mean, the, the games will be good when they sort of end up playing each other. So, I mean, next week, actually, straight away, you've got um, Harrow, Champagne, Harrow. So, that should be a really good game. Two attacking sides. Um, he'll be really going for it and we haven't mentioned Harry yet as well. I was going to say that they were down one of their big hitters from last week, weren't they? Carmichael didn't play. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happened to him. Um, I'm not sure if he's gone elsewhere or if he's not available this weekend, but there's no no issue there because his best mate, Ronald Ronald (laughs) Lettinger, steps in, doesn't he? You know, he's, okay, he's like, hold my beer, I'll show you how it's done. And he's got 110 of 84 balls and a good chase against Jim Carner, chases down 257. So, Harry on the other side, mate, who made it two out of two. So that game gets Howard Towns, it should be potentially a cracking game, really. Yep. Um, and the side, two sides, they like to score big runs, attacking players. So it could be a real run fest. Um, at, um, Rainers Lane, I think they play, don't they, Howard Towns? Yep. Yeah, that's it, right? yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's going to be 100 versus 120 now you've said that. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. On paper, um, it's, it's got 300 v 300 all over, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Good, good. Now, if we move into Division 3... Um, I mean, again, I'm not going to say that our predictions are, uh, you know, it, are, are, are something uh, over and beyond what other people might have done, but our predictions are pretty good here. We said Kenton and Wickham House are probably going to be the teams to be, and, um, well, they, they, they both started pretty impressively, haven't they, with two two nice wins uh, again last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, emphatic win for Wickham House, scoring 238 against Tower Hamilton and then bowling out for 65. Um, Dilesh Pereira... 92, and then one of the war horses were in the side with our child, took six for. Yep. Um, so they'll be, you know, they're, they're making an early statement regarding their, their hope for the season. And Kent and another side we've mentioned in the past, who, um, you know, on paper will probably fit in their Division Two club, and there's no harm in saying that at all. Um, but they obviously need to prove that. So they're, they're making a statement now as well in terms of their aspirations for the rest of the season, beating Chiswick quite comfortably by six wickets. Yep. Yeah, and Ali Pali, the other side, who have um, played two, one, two, and that we didn't, we haven't said much about them. But I always think they're a long-standing club. Um, you know that they, they generally, in my experience, always play the game the right way. And um, you know they, they they did pretty well last year, actually, didn't they? Uh, coming up with London Tigers, and I, I think I think they might be one to watch as well because they beat Actonians quite impressively, right? They have got a very good player, a gentleman by the name of Sean Gomez, who's I think South yeah. African. Um, scored big runs last season um, on Saturday. He scored 153 out there, total 227. So I'm not sure what that works out in terms of the maths and potential of the runs he scored, but it's quite a high percentage, isn't it, really, compared to um, the next highest score in the innings was 19. So Mm. um, it just shows how good he is. Um, And if he's available all season and playing the way he's at the moment, he could be 
you know, someone who, who could be the key to them pushing for the to promotion places, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. And I see they play Wickham House on Saturday. Oh, that'd be a good one, yeah. Okay, yeah. You don't get the cricket in equivalent of six pointers in the middle of May, but nonetheless, I think it'll be an interesting game to um, keep an eye on, to see... To see um... well, it's a good test, isn't it, for both sides, really? Yeah. You know, you know Ali Pally, do they want to see themselves in the promotion side? Okay, you don't get an easier, a harder game than Wickham House, and then Wickham House also... You know, they're going to come across as probably one of the best bats in the league. You know, how are they going to cope with that situation? So, yeah, pass that game on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, one of the surprising results for me in this division was, was actually one of the other teams I, I think are ultimately going to be up there, and they were the team I tipped. That's London Tigers. They they came a bit of a cropper against um, SKLP, right? Yeah, I mean, quite a low-scoring game. 1-8-4 played 1-8-4 well, for 9 with London Tigers, and SKLP CCC chasing down um, lost of five wickets. Um, in regards to our main man, Sammy Hyder. So, Sammy yeah. Hyder watched this weekend, um, got a bat, one not out, right. um, but no wickets, but no wickets. So, he's in the runs, beat. So we're currently 3 1. Three wickets versus yeah. one run in his season so yeah. far. Okay. So, yeah, we'll be regularly updating Sammy Hyder's stats every week because he's our, you know, sort of like a talisman for the league. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay. But, but in, in all seriousness, interesting result that. I, I, I was quite surprised when I saw that um, SKLP had put one over on. On London Tigers, and um, you know maybe SKLP have got more about them than we realised as well. So we'll we'll keep an eye on them, see how see how that one goes. And next week London Tigers play Chiswick, who have played two, lost two. So I do think they'll be looking to get back on the horse quite quickly. Interesting, yeah. I mean saying that, I mean London Tigers did have um, the opposition four for two, so good good response yeah. from SKLPCCC to CCCCC, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Make yeah. sure I get that correct. Yeah, to sort of fight back early on and, and come back and, and win the game. So yeah. I mean, they're, they're a club that's been around a while, haven't they? Not much yep. spoken about it, but they're, again, when you talk about sort of people and, and cricket and play it in the right way, they're another club that comes to mind when you speak about that because I've been there before in the past in North London, been very friendly people, really on and, on and off the pitch, just play the cricket in a fair way. So, you yep. know, well done to those guys. Absolutely. I, I remember a game in our twos 15 years ago against SP, SKLP at their place, which was, which was fantastic. Real ding-dong-do, very good guys. And, um, yeah, and, and we haven't really played them since, but, um, but, but I, do, I do remember them as being good guys to play against, definitely. Yeah. Uh, now, as we move into Division 4, only one side in Division 4 with a 100% record, um, and that's another side you'd hope would be good guys to play against and, and decent blokes, because it's called Friends United. So, um, yeah. Friends United are... I'll play to one two. They beat um, West Harrow. They chased two hundred and five at the weekend, and they got them pretty easily. By the looks of it, two hundred seven for five um, in thirty four overs, so plenty of overs to spare. So, Friends United looking pretty good. A whole raft of teams have won one game. Old Eyes are worthy and they're just in second place, but by next to nothing at this stage of the season. They got twelve ahead of Besborough with eleven, and North London Muslims with eleven. Um, but Isleworthians, they lost what looks like a, a pretty close encounter against Kensington and Chelsea. On one nine two for nine, um, played one eight eight, and they were all out of forty five overs. So that looks like it went right down to the wire. Um, but Kensington and Chelsea, uh, to mix my metaphors, kept their powder dry um, uh, until it really mattered. So, so, so good on them. At the bottom, uh, poor old Pinner Challengers are, are, are bottom with played two. Uh, lost to but and it's quite a significant but they um you know that they're, they're clearly not too far away they're 149 all out against headstone manor and headstone manor just about got there um winning by two um winning by two wickets so um so so they'll, they'll be looking to try and go one step further and get 10 points on the board 
next week. Now, Division 5, Sal, what, what, what did you pick out there? So, Division 5, um, we mentioned last week there was a um, a, a game where there was... Um, yeah. A, a, so, we, we don't know the falls in and outs at the moment, so we're not going to go into too much detail. Um, but one of the side was involved in that were Perivale, and they played Swami Rafa yesterday. And the game was our first first team tie of the season. So, um, fascinating finish at the end. Um, Perivale, 202 all out. Um, and then... Uh, Shrikan Jirai, who came on last year on the podcast, tells, told, told you that um, there was 150 for 5 of 21, then the wicket started to fall, and then the young 16-year-old Chris Shaw was the last man out, and the scores were tied. So, yeah, a good finish to, obviously, a very, very close game. Yeah, it sounded like a good game, actually. I mean, I spoke to Rizvan Khan from, from Perryvale, who, who got 98 himself, actually. He clearly, uh, he clearly made a decent contribution. Yeah, I, I guess when you're 182 for 3... 202 all out with a bit of time to bat is probably not where you want to be. Um, and he, he said, you know, that, that they were a bit disappointed not to have got 230, 240, 250. Um, and Trikant, he, he sort of said much the same thing. They were 150 for five, as you mentioned, off, off, you know, basically only 20 overs. And then the wicket started falling. And, and as is always the case with ties, right, ebbs and flows. Both sides could have won it, could have lost it. And then poor old Chris Vora was the last man out. Apparently it was a stonking catch. Uh, the, the lad at first slip um, took a really good load catch, and there you go, five points each. Uh, scores tied, and, um, and and cricket, as they say, sounds like it was the winner. So 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 good on both uh, both of those teams there. With the um, Perryvale uh, against New Caledonians game, yeah, I mean we, we we weren't there, we don't know the details, but it sounds like the league is going to is going to pass a, a, a formal judgment on this um, this week. But it looks like a, a, certainly in in terms of the county league website. At the moment, that um, that that, um, that that it's certainly Calypsonians who've got the points, but we'll we'll keep you up to date as as when the official um, when the official score comes through on on that one. Um, other games in Division Five, well, London Sportif and uh, are also unbeaten, um, and I you know that they they to me look like um, a side who started quite, quite quite well, and they've come up from the division below. Uh, last year, they were 222 for five, chasing 221 at Northwick Park. So maybe they could be another team in that division who are who are looking forward to a, a long and successful summer. Now the bottom division, Division Six, uh, much going on there, Sal. I mean, this league is you're fascinating. Here, aren't you? You're going to trigger uh, me. I know. I know stuff's been going on there that I that sends me down the wrong path. I looked at one the scorecards this morning. The first one that came to mind was. The extras and um, yeah, the game between Stanley's and London Super Kings, high scoring game which um, Stanley's won by 20 run runs, having posted 279. But in their innings, London Kings, London, sorry, London Super Kings bowled 66 wides. Um, 66 wides? But it, you know, it doesn't end there. Um, and when Stanley's bowled, they bowled 34 wides. So the 100 wides bowled in that game, I mean, dread to think what time their game finished. Cause, you know, Thank you, um, And in that division itself, I mean, um, I'm not sure if it's either maybe the quality of the cricketers, maybe the pitches. Um, they don't have umpires who are qualified as well, I suppose. Um, over 300 wires were bowled in that division this weekend. In division I'm going to have to go and lie down in a cool room. So, oh, yeah, 300 wires. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did warn you beforehand, so you, at least you were semi-prepared for this. But yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what if that sort of trend sort of continues all season. But yeah, I mean, mm. 100 wires has got to be near enough some kind of record, I suppose. It's just... And I don't want to state the obvious, but I mean, you know, bowling the ball straight has its advantages, right? You're not giving away runs. You're not playing when it's the middle of the night. And I I do think, and you see it higher up than Division 6. 
I do think a lot of teams try and be a bit too clever. Just get the damn thing straight for starters. Then work yeah. about work out what you're going to do with it. Um, but 300 wides in a division in one day, I would love to know if there's uh, if there's been a, a, a worse performance than that. And um, maybe Paul Smith has those stats. Maybe he doesn't, quite frankly. In fact, he probably doesn't. So uh, if anyone knows of any, any stats that can beat that, then... Um, we're all ears, I guess. I mean, the game also went the full distance. So it went to 90, so both sides batted 45 overs. So, you know, eventual allocation of overs. And alongside that, we had almost another 17 overs bowled. So, um, you must be looking at what? I don't know, uh, 8 o'clock. It's, it's going to be late, that is. It takes yeah. a long time yeah. to bowl that many overs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. There we go. There we go. Any other scores catch your eye in that division? It's quite early days, obviously, and um, the teams are finding their way. But um, anything else you saw that you yeah, thought was good? Yeah, generally, um, it wasn't too many more high-scoring games in that division. Quite sort of. I mean, Norfolk Manor did post a big score, 283 for nine, and when they beat it, when they beat South Harrow by 172. And, and the club we mentioned last week was sort of struggling at the moment. Um, Sierra's Cardinals were bowled up 76 this week to go with last week's low totals also. There's probably some concerns there regarding the batting and the ability to score lots of runs yeah. or or some kind of competitive total at least. Um, so they look, look tired who you know who may be finding things a bit tricky so far in the division. But yeah, yeah again, you know, as you mentioned in, in, in the preseason podcast, they don't do they all play each other once or don't do they? You said is it some kind of format? They where... all play each other once and then they play seven teams twice. Okay, so how that's allocated, I'm sure powers that be will be able to tell us one there. But yeah, yeah, um, don't remember. So, yeah, I'm sure if London Super Kings play stadiums again, they'll be maybe looking to start maybe at 10 o'clock this time rather than <laughs> the time that we have normally. Yeah, although, having said that, it'll be an all-day game. Not an all-day game, it'll be <laughs> okay. a time game. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. will help, at least, in, uh, in, in terms of the so. one. Yeah. yeah. Now, I did notice as well, that obviously, South Harrow had a you know a bit of a battery, 172-run defeat, but they won in week one. So, it just goes to show that, you know, you can do well one week and, um, and not so well the next. Cricket, funny old game and all that. It is indeed. Yeah. So in terms of our highest and lowest scores, um, where, where do we stand this week? What, what, what caught your eye? So we mentioned North London Muslim. They scored 330 um, in Div uh-huh. 4. So they take the accolade for the highest score. Low score um, was shared by Tar Hansen, Eating Hand Wellington. And I think I didn't write that actually. I think it was 65. Right. So I would check okay. that. Yeah. Um, and in regards to the top score, I mean, great effort here by Richmond's Fives. We scored 413 against Southampton Freeze. Um, 400. Now that is going to take some beating. That's a that's a crazy score in 50 overs. 413 for five. Yeah, I mean huge yeah. scores. Isn't it? I mean, one one was it? Um, a gentleman here called um, Rashid Mustak for 162. So I'm thinking he'd be looking to play maybe in the fours next week. Maybe yeah, in the it's not a case of going up, honey. You know, if he's not picked any 11s higher than that, he must be uh, thinking what's going on here. So yeah. Um, well done to to Richmond. I mean, that's a, that's a mammoth score. I mean, yeah. credit to those guys. And then um, we have um, mentions for Winchmore Hill, um, who scored three hundred sixty five for five against Highgate Force. Um, Canal Patel one hundred eighty seven. So well done to Canal. Wow. And then Harrow Fours three hundred forty four for seven against Acton Force. So there were some big runs being scored this weekend. And I'll let you talk about the lowest score then. Yeah, the last well, yeah, that was a slightly funny one. Um, yeah, poor old Middlesex Titans were forty-four all out um, against Twickenham fives, and uh, yeah, Dean Stonebridge knocked that off in. I think he was thirty-one off thirteen balls, so um, didn't take long. They they were soon back getting ready. Well, they were going to get back, try and get back for the FA Cup final, but they got back for the League One playoff, uh, oh. the Championship playoff, which started nearly two hours previously. So, okay. so yeah, that was definitely a quick game. There was a little bit. 
of an incident, as it were, on the Friday night, which which may be of of, of wider relevance to listeners, actually, in that. I mean, I feel for Titans, they're really struggling and, and they, they got in touch about seven o'clock, said they couldn't get a side out um, for their fours. And when we were obviously a bit disappointed because we just had good availability across the club. And um, and so we said, oh, well, OK, that's a bit of a shame. Um, but thanks for letting us know. Um, and, but we did have a ground that we paid the hire for and we had a, a tea that we were sort of, you know, preparing and, and paying someone to do. So we, we got back in touch with them and said, you are sort of aware of the league rules on this. And that basically there's a £100 fine that you have to pay if you cancel a game at any level um, after Thursday um, Thursday evening. And I don't think the Titans were, were aware of that. So within about an hour, they come back to us and said, um, I know we said we could only get seven men before, but we, we can get a team now. We can get ten. Um, and we were like, oh, OK, yeah, OK. And, um, you know, none of our guys had, had, had sort of run off back to work or anything. We had the same side out. So we we, we played. Um, but I don't think the exec are, are massively enamoured with sides conceding and then unconceding. Um, and I, I think there may be wider ramifications of that. And, and I suspect the official result may ultimately be conceded rather than um, lost by 10 wickets. Now, as far as Twickenham concerned, we don't really carry the way. We did want to get a game on, and we were quite happy when they came and said they could play. But um, but yeah, it might be worth remembering if you, if you're if you're going to call a game off after I think it's ten o'clock on Thursday, it might be nine o'clock, but it's in the league constitution. Then um, then you're going to pay you're going to pay a fine for that because it, it's it's so late in the day that it's disrupting the plans of your opponents. And and I don't think the Titans were aware, but if if other sides are in that position. Just just make sure you know what you're doing when you, you make that call. So, yeah, a bit disappointing, but at the same time, we'd always rather get a game on, and um, even if it's a quick game, uh, than, than not play. So that that's the background to that. And, um, yeah, uh, well done to the Titans folks who, who did ultimately turn up, and, um, you know, hope they go a bit better next week. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned earlier on, didn't we, about the changes they're going for at the club, so um, yeah. hopefully it doesn't, it's not long-lasting and it's quite, you know, it's a short-term situation. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, over and beyond the county league on Saturday, and even though it was a pretty average day weather-wise on the Sunday, there was some cricket on, right, in the national. And it, it didn't go wonderfully well, if I got this right. Yeah, not on the best day in terms of our, our clubs in the competition today. Um, and we've sort of taken on home county sides in various matches and come second best. So Ealing been beaten by Buckingham Town today um, in a close game, which would reduce 15 overs per side. Uh, Tennyson also in a reduced overs game. 15 overs per side? Yeah. Um, well, wow. Yeah, so DLS obviously came into play and Ealing was set 1 3 8, and I think they fell about 10 11 short. Um, Tennyson lost on the last ball to um, Aston Rowant, chased, who chased down Tennyson, scored 219 or 30 overs and got them the last ball. And then Bronson beat by Datchett, um, I think by six wickets in the end. So not the best days. But Richmond are shining right so far for the league, so they went through. Um, and Crouching will try again against Hornsey, so against Wanstead next week. That was cool of completely that game. Okay, and are they the only two sides we got left? At the, I think so at the minute. I need to check um, because I think there might be one or two more. But I remember last week we did speak about, it, didn't we? Um, I think Stanmore's gone through, but they didn't play today. So I do need to check okay. that. So we'll get back to you about that next week. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, well, it, it sounds like again that we, we've got. You know, some representation in the cups, and 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 you know, wish those guys well. If you're 
if you're looking for some cricket to watch on a, on a Sunday, I always think these national games are you know a fascinating encounters to see our sides play. Um, other sides from often from other other leagues here in the southeast, and and it, it's often a nice thing to pop pop by and you know for a couple of hours you'll see plenty of people that you've played against or with or, or you know have not met for ages. So I, I'd strongly encourage you know pe- people to go and watch these games if they're if they're at a loose end because they're they're generally good value, aren't they? Yeah, some really good quality crickets on show. So definitely, um, if you get a chance to go. Good, 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 good. Um, so, anything else you want to throw in, Sal? Anything else we need to know? No, I think that really covers it for this week. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to another um, good week of cricket next week. I think the forecast looks pretty good so far. Um, have you so been reading the Daily been, Star again? Is it? Is it? Is, I'm not. I'm not oh. checked this week's Daily Star copy. I'll have to find out tomorrow and see um, what they're saying. Um, but at the minute, it looks pretty decent. So, hopefully, the rain we've had for this month has came to then gone. So, we have another full week of. Uh, Nice sunshine and... Hey, people knock the Daily Star, Sal, but you said last week it's going to be a scorcher this week and they weren't wrong, were they? Well, there you go, mate. You know, I know all the right sources when it comes to the weather. <laughs> good, 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 good. Cool. Well, fingers crossed week three is as, as good weather-wise as week two was and um, whatever happens, we'll make a point of coming back and having a chat about it. So, um, thanks again, Sal, and um, we'll touch base next week. Good, Sal. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you. Bye.